Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? Hello and welcome to another Rough Trade Shoplifting Podcast. And today, our special guest is Brent Cobb. Here Hello. Are. How are you? Good afternoon. Yeah. I'm you doing, doing all right? Not bad. Um, you're over here doing some shows? Mm-hmm. Album's out? Album's out. Been out a while? Yeah. But you're back over just to promote that? Yeah, we were here in February and uh, we, had, we sold out all our shows. Uh, <laughs> not that they were... Big capacity rooms. They're always big capacity rooms. If you sell them out, it's like seventy-five capacity, <laughs> seventy-five cap. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're back to uh, everybody. Was so good to us over here before. We figured we would, we should probably come back and yeah, hang out, and go good. broke. Yeah, bigger venues. And yeah. Bigger. They definitely. I've seen the list. Yeah, they're, they're a little bigger. bigger. Venues. Yeah, they're a little bigger. It's good. We're moving you, on up. Have <laughs> you got a band, or you, it's just you? Just my guitar player and I, Mike Harris. Okay. Nice, nice. And uh, so you popped in this afternoon to pick out some records. Was it easy? No, <laughs> no. It was, well, it was, it was easy be. in the sense that I was like, you know what, it's not going to happen, so I'm just going to pick out a bunch of random records. <laughs> and then it was real easy. <laughs> and you have, you, you really have picked out a bunch of, I mean, one of, your, one of the records we haven't even got in stock, so you've just got a photocopy of the cover there. Yeah. One uh, of them you haven't heard. <laughs> two of them I've never heard. Uh, but I know... But I have, I have some, I mean, we're looking at records that mean something to me, right? Yeah, yeah. So, There's stories. So there are stories. Yeah. Uh, are, do I just go into it? Let's just, where do you want to start with these? Because, I, I mean, it's, it's quite a mixed bunch. Do you want to start well, with? let's start with Cecil Harfield, <laughs> which is a beautiful album cover. It's a beautiful album say? cover. And that's the live in this. Album. That's what I'm getting to. All right. <laughs> so this is recorded by George Mitchell live in Albany, Georgia. <laughs> In 1976. Let me tell you why this record means something to me. It's not because of the sonic quality of the record, because I've never heard it. It might be the greatest recording that's ever been recorded. I don't know. But but the reason it means something to me is because where I'm from, Albany is about 30 minutes away from my hometown. And uh, and when we got ready to go to the to the to town, go to to the city. We went to Albany, Georgia. That's the closest town. That's cl- My hometown is population 1,609. And so when we got ready to go, baby, we're going to town. We went to Albany, Georgia. That's where okay. we went. And uh, so I don't know about Cecil. but What's, What venue is it? Do you know the venue? It's, it does, I was looking for it earlier, out, and I didn't see where they said Back? it was. I don't know, but I, I, I would love to know. I'm, I'm going to buy this record. I mean, it's on today. Fat Possum. I mean... It's, I mean, gonna, it's gonna be good. You isn't know it? it's gonna be good. And what what genre is it? Well, it looks it looks pretty blues. It to looks me. pretty bluesy. It's got a song called "Love Blues" on there. It's got to be a blues, and the and the colors are blue and black. <laughs> so, so I wonder what it sounds blues. like. What song? Because we're gonna play a song off it. What song? Um, are we? <laughs> what song would you think? Let's see. Hold on. Which is your favorite uh, of this record? My favorite <laughs> track on this record is probably Big Legged Woman. Big Legged Woman, oh. keep your dress pulled down. I know that song, man. That's one of the first songs I ever, my dad played that song growing up. Well, you actually up. know Big Legged 
That's a big that, legged woman. That's not you just you haven't just made that. I know that song. I've never heard this this particular. Well, this is great. Then. This is one of the first songs. Your dad was in a band. Was your dad in a yeah, band? Yeah, my dad Patrick Cobb is. He still plays to this day. What and, sort? Uh, what's he, what country or? Yeah, he was more of the blues kind of rockabilly. It was he and his brother were in this band Slaughter Creek, which is the creek that's, that's on the back side of my where my grandparents' property, and um, yeah. And my dad was more of the my my uncle was the old traditional country wore the cowboy hat you yeah. know he was like hard ass you know <laughs> and uh and my dad was more more blues and rock and so he would play this song big legged woman and that's and it's great it's on there I mean it's, it's a, I can't the, and and not only is it on this record it that was, was recorded live in Albany I mean, Georgia is there a chance that your dad would have been at this concert. There is a chance. Which is probably why you picked it out. What yeah. da, what date was this recorded? Uh, 1976. So my 76. dad was probably 15. Really into the blues. I mean, <laughs> that could be. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> that's pretty and not, not only because this was the first record I even saw when I walked over yeah. in. And you're like, that's weird. That's, that's from where I'm from. What about that? That's an amazing first choice. Is, I mean, we should probably have listened to Big Legged Woman now. <laughs> See how that sounds. It's Here good. It I promise it's good. <laughs> Here it is, Cecil Harfield and Big Legged Woman. Big, big woman, and you look right down. Tell them you mean here. 
in the you don't believe that in the body your Okay, so that was Big Legged Woman. <laughs> it's not quite the way I remember it. <laughs> so, you know, but that's the original, so what can I so, say? Yeah. What do I know? So your dad did his own sort of I think my dad did, did more of the Jerry Lee Lewis version. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, we enjoy that, though? You enjoy Cecil Barfield's version? I Well, I can't not enjoy no, it. That's great. Are you going to be taking that out with you? Yes, I'm taking still that one. walk straight that, out the door. That, that one's one. coming home. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that's great. That, that, one, that one's coming home to daddy right there. <laughs> That's a great gift. Great gift. Did you used to used to perform with your dad's band? Yeah, the first uh, the first performance I ever did was this with is a, the Slaughter Tim Creek. Tim McGraw. Yeah, Tim you know song. about that? I know. Yeah, it's a Tim McGraw song, isn't it? How do you yeah. know about that? I just like the song, and someone mentioned it to Don't me. Don't take the girl. You're like, yeah, yeah, it's a great song. Which I always thought was just such a weird. It starts off, you're like, why won't you take the girl? Yeah. And yeah, come on, like, Johnny. Take the girl. What are you crazy? Yeah. He's like, no. Well, I'll take the guys. I'll take like, no, the I guys. just want to go fishing. I'm yeah. going to take Jimmy. Yeah. I, I want to take Jimmy and Bo. <laughs> yes, I don't take Bo. <laughs> take take the girl, nightmare. boy. Take the girl. <laughs> yeah. take the girl. And then I, I heard you, you'd sung it when you were, how old were you then? Seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. That must have sounded pretty. I hit my knees during the part where Johnny hits his knees. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no looking weird. back. <laughs> so... How did that sound when, you, when, you, when you're seven? I think it was okay. Yeah. I, I did don't you know. do that a lot, get up and sing, or was that just... That was it was far and few between. Yeah. But that did you? when did you start doing your own sort of thing? I I mean, when I was 12, I, I joined my first band. That's why I brought this Hayseed Dixie. That's the next choice. Let's go into it. Let's go into the next choice is Hayseed Dixie. Right. So my first band I was in was in this band called Blind Ambition. That's, and, a, strong, uh, that's a strong band name. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> And uh, it was actually my dad's idea to name it that. But, but they were the band was more into Metallica, and you know, uh, uh, Megadeth, and just all over the map, really. And uh, but there there was this record that this band Hazy Dixie. Now this particular record we have in the studio today with us is "Free Your Mind" and "Your Grass Will Follow." It's the brand new album. This is the brand new. Yeah, album. it's the latest. I've never. I have not heard this. I haven't listened to this one, but. I remember hearing the Hazy Dixie uh, Metallica record. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but we heard it because my dad was so country, and my guitarist played. My guitarist at the time, his dad, who was my guitarist in Blind Ambition, his dad was Metallica, you know, and they did right. a Metallica picking on Metallica yeah. record. And for those of you who don't know, Hazy Dixie 
is like ACDC. <laughs> That's yeah. where they get their band name. Yeah. And it's all bluegrass and banjo. <laughs> and it's so it was also my introduction, not only to Metallica, but but to bluegrass as well. Oh, in one album. The uh picking so, so on one album. the picking on Metallica one. It introduces to two genres at the same yeah. time. That's yeah. incredible, isn't yep. it? Yep. So I haven't heard this Hazy Dixie one, but uh I think it's gonna be so this is another I mean you know funk. Do you know funk? It's a of genre. Of course I know so funk. So this wouldn't be introducing you to to it wouldn't be introduce me to funk, <laughs> no. But uh I mean I think we've probably gotta to listen to uh Love Train off of this one, right? It's currently incredible, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah, that's that's the one. Let's let's, let's try that. Love Train. Okay. Here's Love Train. <laughs> Hazy Dixie interpretation. <laughs> There we go then. Love Train by Hasty Dixie. Was it everything you expected it? It was just Lee? beautiful. Yeah. Incredible uh, version. Yeah. You see how you could, if you had never heard of Hasty Dixie or the funk before. Yeah. Ever. That's if exactly. if right now was your first time hearing either of those genres, you you would be in love with both. Yeah. Immediately in love with both. Yeah. You wouldn't have to, yeah, you'd be happy with both. That You probably wouldn't need to buy a funk date record after that. No, just Hasty. That's just, I just, just their interpretations of any genres. Absolutely. Probably. 
probably the way to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, so you've been introduced to to Metallica mm-hmm. and to Bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Which way did you go? Uh, for a while, I, I went against my roots. I went towards Metallica. Okay. And uh, the first song that I learned to sing in that band that, you know, other than Don't Take the Girl by Tim McGraw <laughs> was uh, Inner Sandman was the first song. Okay. You know, some people are not huge fans of that era Metallica, but it changed my life. Yeah. And uh, I found my way back, though. Yeah. When did you start finding your way back? Well, that's why I got kicked out of the band. Oh, really? That's, started, what, they, that's what they blamed it on. You start bringing in, what, Bluegrass? I wanted to. I just wanted to have a diverse band. Yeah. I didn't want to have to just do one genre. Yeah. You know? Always two. Always at least two. At least like two. Hazy Dixie, at least I mean, two. why not? Yeah. It's music, man. Yeah. It's supposed to be free. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, or freeing. Music you should buy. But yeah. it's supposed to be freeing to play <laughs> music. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got kicked out of the band because I wanted to do a little more country stuff. And, uh, and I, and I also had a girlfriend. I was the only guy. I was the first guy in the band to have a Tough. girlfriend. And, uh, well, she wants to spend more time with you. I wanted to spend a little more time with her. Okay. Okay. And, uh, how, how, how much are you rehearsing? Quite a lot. I was never making rehearsals. <laughs> I was, I was rehearsing other things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was practicing. Yeah. And, uh, they were rehearsing. I was practicing. Yeah. And, uh, and so, Yeah. I got kicked out of the band. It was a terrible time in my it's life. Sad. You sad when you was sad. Yeah. And then the old band had a had a blog during that time. Okay. And on this blog, I'm quite a big band. I mean, I, I mean, we were pretty big. Got a blog. <laughs> pretty big for yeah. for our area. Yeah. And uh, the manager of our band, who was also our same, he was in our same grade. Yeah. I won't say his name. He called me the Antichrist on the blog. On the blog. Yeah, I didn't know. For having this. a girlfriend, or for, for not- I don't know what it was. I, I think he thought that I was just like manipulative or something. I don't know. I was trying to convince everybody else to go. The country, yeah. Yeah. I oh. know it's tough, man. Being in bands. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. How many other people in the band? In that band, yeah. uh, there were four or five other okay. other Do you buddies. Still see them? We've it's been a long time, you know. We've we've. Uh, We've been working on our friendships. Are they still doing music? I will. No. But no, you are, I, but hey, you are. You, are. you, you ain't got to tell me nothing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, fellas. That's all right. They won't listen. <laughs> they might do. Do they follow your career? Yeah. yeah. They follow it closely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's super... Super friendly when I yeah. see them nowadays. Yeah, but uh, how long ago is this? When we were in the yeah, band, yeah. I'm 30, so this was uh, 16 years ago. Okay, so that's that's quite a long time. <laughs> it's been a while, <laughs> but you know yeah. when you're in when you're from a town of population 1,609, you hold on to things. Yeah, that's not that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Brilliant. So so next up, so now. It's, it's working well here. You've got oh, another yeah. re- another record you another record you haven't heard, but at least. <laughs> well, I've heard most of the stuff. Yeah, on you this. know, yeah, you know. This songs. is sort of a compilation. Uh, this is Waylon Jennings' "The Lost Nashville Sessions." Yeah. Um, these are the stuff that like it was before Waylon became the outlaw quote 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 unquote outlaw Waylon that 
yeah. a lot of people know. But man, these records are so good. These uh, they they probably would have called this the Nashville sound, and he probably didn't like these recordings. But yeah. they're, they're so smooth, though. You know, this is yeah. probably the Chet Atkins stuff, really, that Chet was was producing on him. Um, man, there's some good ones on here too. I don't even know which one to pick. That M- MacArthur Park is yeah, it's oh, but, yeah. oh my yeah. god, it's so yeah. good. Uh, what do you want to choose off this? Because <laughs> they they got only Daddy that'll walk the line. They got Stop the World and Let Me Off, which is so good. Uh, Sunday morning coming down, brown eyed handsome man. That's nice. I, mean, that's, I don't even know what to, to do, man. Well, let's have, let's have a look at the back. All right. I mean, that stopped the world and let me off is really good. What's the second track? I can't read that. What's the second track? I never heard the choking kind. We should probably hear the choking kind like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you want <laughs> to go down that road, <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe we should choose a track. I'll you. follow you. Yeah, actually, or maybe we could. Now we've this mentioned may the be choking. offensive. I don't know. That's the thing. We probably shouldn't. I don't know if we should. They did things a little differently yeah, in the yeah, 60s. Yeah, we probably shouldn't. Than we did. <laughs> maybe go straight. You know, maybe go. <laughs> Let's go stop the world and let me off. Yeah, because that's going to be safe. Here's stop the world and left me off. Waylon Jennings. Stop the world and let me off. I'm tired of going. Dreams are shattered, don't you see? You no longer care for me. I miss the wonder of your kiss. How could you leave me here like this? Stop the world and let me out. I'm tired of Dreams are shattered, don't you see? You no longer care for me. I miss the wonder of your kids. How could you leave me here like this? Stop the world and let me out. I'm tired of
That was Waylon Jennings stopped the world. Yeah. And Which let is me great. Off. But turns out the joking kind would have been fine. It was about, maybe it was we didn't we, didn't we didn't wait for the hook. It, no, we I waited think, for the first hook. That was that was the. First. I don't think it had moved on to. I don't know. Was it what is nineteen seventy? Uh, they did some weird things back then. Yeah, not. I could I see a huge weird turnaround on the end. It's like yeah, whoa. Did right. you ever listen to Cedar Town, Georgia? I love Cedar Town. I was into it this afternoon. Oh my god, it's an god. incredible song. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, I was annoyed that wasn't on there actually. Yeah, that's what mm. we should play, but we don't stock it because you can't really get it on. Yeah, yeah. Much. When you should talk about this. We still, I mean, if we're going to have, I'll call it Southern Akana artists yeah. as myself Be over. Yeah. Maybe, you know. You're not happy with that selection? I mean. What was missing? A few things. Yeah. Well, I mean, for one, we have <laughs> Willie Nelson on paper here. We do usually stock that out. <laughs> uh, but, you know. For two, that's the coolest Waylon that I saw. Yeah. But what do I know? I don't know anything. Well, no, you're I'm right. Just, I mean, we're always looking to improve. Yeah. You know, our selection here. And I do think, you know, maybe the country could be... Delbert and Glenn, you should look into... Okay, we need They're more really hard to find. Okay. Uh, so that should be really easy Is there any for stuff you. that's easy to find that we could just... Start? No. <laughs> no, that's not why you go to a record store. No. Just, yeah, you're right. Okay, well, let's... Um, so that's... So the selection was disappointing. That's how you'd describe <laughs> the store. Gosh. Uh, no, this store's great. I'm really glad to be but here. I think we need some more country... Yeah. Generally, I think we need to up that game a little bit. What's well, the okay. cool country? There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of country. No, know? exactly. Would you? How, how do you think we should stock uh, Carrie Underwood? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should. But we don't. This is great because this is going straight to our directors. Now. I'd like to stock Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Um, Miranda Lambert. Let's talk Miranda. You've written a song from Miranda Lambert. Yes. You wrote Old Shit. Yes. That's great. How did that come about? I uh, love that song. So. Well, my grandpa had passed away. I call him Granddaddy, and uh, I was on the way to write with a guy that I'd never written with before, Neil Mason of the Cadillac Three. Okay. I don't know if you know those guys, but yeah. he's the drummer in the Cadillac Three, and uh, I was on the way there, and I was kind of down and out, and I had the line, the second verse, smoking hogs, splitting logs, feeding leftovers to a three-legged dog. That's a great line. <laughs> it's the way I grew up. My granddaddy raised pigs, and uh, we had a lot of fires, and... I just reminiscing, and so I walked in to Neil, first time I ever met him, and I recited that verse to him. I was like, "Man, I'm on the way over here, and uh, you know, I, I my granddaddy just passed away, and I just had this on my heart. And I know it's strange to bring into a first co-write, but it's just that old shit, man. It's that old shit I grew up doing, and and then it was like, oh man, we got to write that. It's, it's gonna be called old shit, you know. And he he followed me down that path, and we wrote it in about 30 minutes, and we got done, and and, and uh, I remember we both liked it, but we were just, we looked at one another, and we're like, nobody's going to cut that, you know? Yeah, yeah. so and you didn't have anyone in mind? You just wrote- No, no, I wrote it just because it needed to be wrote, mm. and uh, uh, yeah, like two days later, Frank Liddell, who... Uh, owns the publishing company that I write for. He had heard us. I, right when I got through with it, I took it back to the publishing company and was playing it for everybody, and he came out of his office, and he's like, what the hell is that? That's great. And uh, he played it for Miranda, and she liked it, and we met, and just old friends now. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Old friends. Yep. Amazing. Look at that. Song. So you didn't know any of these people before? Did you know the guy from Cadillac 3 before? No. That's it. Just I knew Frank because one song. Yeah. Gets you all those friends. That's how it happens. 
It's amazing. That's how it happens when you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's an amazing song. Good you lord. Really proud of the song. It's a great song. I am proud of it. I wish you could play it now. I, I'm Maybe. proud. I'm proud of it mainly because it is something that was so personal. Yeah. To me, though, you know, it wasn't. It was personal. Yeah. It, and every song I've had cut has been that way. That's nice. So you never tried to write something for someone else. Anytime I've ever had a song recorded by another artist, it's always been a song that meant the mo- it was the most personal. Yeah, you written bad songs? No, I don't write bad songs. No, I shouldn't think that. No. <laughs> I wouldn't be here if I wrote bad. <laughs> it's true. No, you got to go through the bad ones to get to the good ones. So next up, what's the? Uh, we've got two left, and the great thing is you've heard. You've heard, you've heard these, both these records? Yes. You've definitely heard one of them. You've heard these I know records. these records. This is going to be exciting, isn't it? It's, uh, <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. All right. Uh, Uncle Tupelo, No Depression. This is, uh, what's crazy about these records for me is, is I didn't hear them, though, until the, uh, like, when LimeWire and stuff like that was happening, like Napster and, okay. you know, yeah. and uh, it, uh, we we found it through just looking up stuff that you know. You remember when that happened, man? Yeah. I mean, it, you probably hated to see it happening, like we all did. But it was nice because a lot of us youngsters at that time it was great. we it was got turned you, yeah. on to stuff we would have never heard otherwise. We'd have just heard yeah. about it, you know. And then you go out and you buy the records. I think it just encourages people sometimes if they're of a certain type, if they're into music, that sort of thing just encourages you to buy more, or spend yes. your money on other things. I never, you know. Yes, exactly. It, I mean, one thing leads to the other. Yeah. Which is why it, you know, Spotify is cool. I mean, I mean you've used Spotify today. We're, we're talking about records. You, it's fun. And it's nice to be able yeah. to just pull it up instead of going, oh, man, I wish you could hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know, with all that said, I wish we could play this whole record right now because I love every song on this record so much. We could probably play a couple, couldn't we? Because uh, that first track, that... Uh, the Cecil Barfield track was short. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. You want to play a couple? Yeah, man. Uh, Whiskey Bottle. Let's play that one first. Okay. And, and, and I have a little story behind this, too. Okay. So, like all of us that grew up in the, in the 2000s, the 90s and 2000s, I was born in 86, uh, you know, we burned CDs from the Internet. And this was one of those, and we would we took this this record down to uh, Reeves Landing, which was this landing off the Flint River in Georgia, and it was just my wife and I, and it was about this time of year, and uh, at the time we were we just started dating, and and man, it was a it was a great spring and summer, <laughs> and uh, the first time that we kissed was at Reeves Landing. To this song, oh, it's incredible. It's real. It's so true, man. It means so much to me. Whiskey bottle. That we got to hear that, and we just think, think back to that magical moment. I'm there every yeah. day of my life. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Here we go then.
persuaded, paraded, inebriated, and out. Still aware of everything life carries on without. Cause there's one too many faces with dollar sign smiles. I gotta find the shortest path to the bar. Or Get the sound, cause it's here to stay. The sound of people chasing money, money getting away. Just 
That's for real. That's an amazing story, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want another one of this? Yeah, hell yeah. I love this record, man. Okay, it's coming. Okay. That was Whiskey Bottle there. And that, that whole time, you were transported back there. I was there. Yeah. I'm, I'm all, I try to constantly keep that, that, I don't know what that, that youth, that, man, the world seemed much bigger than it actually is. Yeah. You know? Uh, another one off this, they're all so good. Screen Door is so good. Uh, Screen door. Screen door is no stories for this one. Were you, you so you listened to this record though? This record. So yeah. did you? How, how long do you make out for? We, Just that one track. I'm gonna tell you what happened. Okay. I won't go into full details, but I mean we we had a good time <laughs> to this record at a landing on the river. Just the two of us. It was about dusk this time of year, a day just like today. Beautiful blue sky, which when this airs, I don't know what kind of day. It might be gray and rainy. When people listen to it, it could be wet. Well, I'm just telling you. Right now, it's a beautiful, yeah. The day that we listen to this record that that stays in my heart forever was a beautiful blue May day evening on the bank of a river. No one else was around. But it was where we'd go to party with all our friends. It just so happened nobody was there that day. And man... We fell in love to this record. Were you, were you already dating? We had just started dating, okay. so it wasn't so even an official. It wasn't, it wasn't okay. a fi- no, it wasn't an official thing. It was just kind of just the best time of the relationship, <laughs> really. You know, any relationship, not just us, but you know that that when you're falling, it's the best. It's easier to fall than it is to walk. You know, and yeah. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. Okay. Let's, so by this point, so how many more tracks are we into? Say. So yeah, so door. by screen we, we door. Grow, we'll, yeah, we're getting you pretty, pretty into it. <laughs> <laughs> we're I mean, getting we're, down. We're, I mean, screen door. God, yeah, look, we're another six tracks along there. Okay, so you know what's good? Did you, and at, at the end of the record, you just stopped. That was it? Mm, probably. Another record, yeah, that's it. Time to go home. Well, the good thing about CDs is they just keep playing. Just you didn't out. have to yeah, put yeah, on yeah. shuffle. It would yeah. just start over. Magical. Let's go back, to, let's go back then. Back to the creek. I don't know if you want me to go (laughs) quiet back. Here we go, screen door. Down here, where we're at, where the changes, that's the way it goes. Sometimes it snows. Everything's wrong Sometimes it snows But when it does It doesn't last long Down here Where we're at All we do Is sit out on the porch Play our songs And nothing's wrong Sometimes friends come around, they all sing along. Down here, where we're at, everybody is equally poor. Down here, we don't care, we don't care what happens outside the screen door. 
I'll still have a lot of fun Never saw much school Down here where we're at Everybody is equally poor Down here we don't care We don't care what happens outside the screen door the screen door The screen door There we go then, that was screen door And Uncle Tupelo, Tupelo, what are you saying there? Uh, we say Tupelo, yeah, like Tupelo, Mississippi We've had some... Cause I say Cecil and you say Cecil. Right. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the last choice. Man. Um, all right, so this is Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is probably all-around musician. Forget genre. My favorite all-around. Writer, player, singer, everything. Yeah. Uh, liver. As a, as a yeah. person. A person who lives. He's uh He's my, he's my favorite, man. And I don't know which one to play. I, I would like to play the cool track off of there, but maybe not. Devil, Devil in a Sleeping Bag is, is probably the coolest, the hippest track to play off of there. Party time, though. Stay, so, stay a little longer. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. But I mean, Whiskey River is on this record. This is Shotgun Willie. Shotgun yeah. Willie is my, one of my f most favorite songs. Yeah. This whole album is amazing. This is one of the two Atlantic albums. Because I it's know it's just incredible. Uh man, it's the turnaround record. So, yeah. Sad song and songs and waltzes. We oh, won't leave them with the, We won't leave them with a sad, sad one. But that's we're going to play one of yours afterwards. Oh, are we? <laughs> well, I we, yeah. uh, let's do. Well, it's it is the Shotgun Willie record. Let's play Shotgun Willie. Okay, here we go. Willie Nelson, Shotgun Willie. Willie sits around in his underwear Biting on a bullet Pulling out all of his hair A shotgun Willie's got all of his family there Well you can't make a record If you ain't got nothing to say You can't make a record If you ain't got nothing to say music if you don't know nothing to play a shotgun willie sits around in his underwear biting on a bullet and pulling out all of his hair a shotgun willie's got all of his family there Clan. A six foot five John T was a hell of a man. 
Made a lot of money selling sheets on the family plan A shotgun Willie sits around in his underwear Biting on a bullet and pulling out all of his hair A shotgun Willie's got all of his family there That was uh, Shotgun Willie and Willie Nelson. And uh, here we are. We've almost come to the end of, of an incredible time. Um, it's time for you to pick one of your own songs. Okay. Um, this is your second album, yeah? Yep. What's the first one? Uh, Dave and I got together in 06 and we did one called No Place Left to Leave. So, just to, for people who don't know, so this is produced by your cousin, mm -hmm. Dave Cobb, who does all this, Chris Stapleton, Sturgill Simpson. Mm hmm. Jason Isbell. Yeah, he's so he's he's been, and he's looks at his he's the in-house studio what studio RCA uh Victor yeah uh, yeah that's his now that's his studio yeah did you do this studio there? A we did not do this record there you but that, no. the first go ahead so but no did you have that studio by the time you, when you did this record uh no 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 he didn't have it at the time okay but the first the EP that I did I don't know if you have that EP it's it's got a bunch of stuff from 2012 but. That was actually at the same studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, nice. With with different producer. So, um, so how did it come about? Do you, he wasn't there in the band when you were kids, though. No, we didn't know one another. Nope. Uh, we met at a funeral. Did you know of each other. Nope. I had no idea he existed. He didn't know I existed. Uh, his dad was the first Cobb that ever moved away from Richland, Georgia, where I'm from, and never came back. And uh, Dave is 10 years older than I am. Okay. And uh, we're, his grandmother passed away, and she and I went to the same church, Aunt Christine, and uh, we were at her funeral. I had to be a pallbearer in her funeral. And uh, word got around, because we are all musical, that we had this cousin there that was a producer in L.A. How did you treat him? Like an asshole. <laughs> and... Uh, because we're all a little skeptical, Suspicious. you know, it's like, You're right we've be. never heard of you. Yeah. We're all musical too. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so we're standing around at the time I was 17, nearly 18. And I, I, we're all standing around after the funeral and I ask him like, Hey man, heard you're a producer in LA. <laughs> what have you produced? And he says, Shooter Jennings put the O uh, back in country. That's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really made, was. Yeah, that's not you were hoping for something more like pink or something. Just like some yeah. something, something really not cool yeah. at all. Yeah, and that was my favorite record oh, of that time. That's really tough. And uh, so it got me, and I wound up uh, when he said that. Then I turned into the asshole for real and gave him a a little six song acoustic demo of songs I had written at his grandmother's funeral. But yeah, <laughs> it's a strange place for the national. Hey, hey, cousin. <laughs> hey, man. Would you listen to this? Anyway, he uh, took it, and he was reluctant to listen to it. And his wife 
got him to listen to it on the way to the airport. Two days later, he and Shooter called me on the phone to fly so, me to L.A. to do it. You haven't met Shooter by then? At oh, that point, no, no, no. So Shooter calls you? Shooter and Dave called me. This is cool. This is, I, I mean, up. as funerals go, this has gone quite well for you. Yeah. <laughs> and Well, I'd just gotten off work. I was working for a tree service crew. Just cutting trees okay, down. great. Worked all day, and I had smoked a really fat joint. And I got off work, and I was super stoned. And I was still living at my parents' house at this time. My buddies sitting there were both really stoned. And the phone rings, and I don't even have a cell phone at this time. And uh, the house phone rings, and I pick it up. It says California. I pick it up. He says, hey, is Brent there? I said, it's him. Hey, this is your cousin Dave we met this weekend. I got Shooter here with me, and we want to fly you to L.A. to record a record. Wow. And my it blew my mind, man. I was looking at my friend at the the kitchen table in, in my parents' kitchen, just like you can't believe this. And uh it blew it just changed my whole life. That's amazing. So That's incredible desserts. That's pretty So and after that, and then you moved to Nashville after So that. I moved I moved well, I moved to LA after that and uh and I lived in the middle of Hollywood for I went back and forth for about a year and a half and then I only lived there for about four months. It wasn't really for me. I decided to go back to Georgia. I stayed in Georgia for three months. In the meantime, Luke Bryan, <laughs> huge country star, heard that. He calls you up. Is he calling you up? Yeah. He, <laughs> his, the, the, the record Dave and I did, Luke had gotten a hold of that. Okay. Luke calls. Or actually, what, what happened, he had called a couple times, and uh, and I was always just, I wasn't too cool, but I didn't want to, I didn't want anyone to feel like, I didn't want to be stuck under anybody's thumb. Really, yeah. I didn't want anybody to feel like they could control me. Okay, who's trying to control you? I felt like everybody was. <laughs> I, I just didn't want anybody to Luke do me Brian. a favor. I didn't want Luke or a Shooter or Dave or anybody. I didn't want them. I didn't want to feel like because they would helped me out that I had to dance to that. Do whatever yeah. they wanted me to do, yeah. and so I just would be like, kiss my ass, kind of. Huh? Just wouldn't call him back. I just wouldn't no, call him. No them. hurry to call him back. I wasn't in a hurry. Yeah. And uh, so uh, uh, Luke had called a couple times, and and uh, and then a couple months passed, and my dad, one morning, I was, I was getting ready. I was going to go to work with him. He has his own appliance repair business. And uh, we're standing there drinking coffee, and we're watching GAC, which is a uh, country music network in, in the U.S., and one of his, his first video, his first big song video comes on, and my dad goes, man, you ought to give him a call. He, he, was, he showed interest in you. And I was like, ah, I'm not calling him. I'm, I don't give a shit. And uh, so the next morning I woke up and Luke had called and left me a message about coming to Nashville. And so I called him back and I went there and stayed for a week and saw how it all kind of went down and that you could be a staff writer on Music Row and yeah. decided to do that. And so... We did that for a while, and then I moved to Nashville. I got a staff writing deal after a year of living there and uh, and uh, told everybody about Dave, and I couldn't get anyone to listen to me. Okay, so hang on. You, so you made Dave Cobb? That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, Dave was okay. already the man. Oh, okay, okay. Because he's working with shooting and the, stuff. The, the, okay. first, the first thing that ever happens when you become a staff writer is – you sit down and they go, well, are you an artist or are you a songwriter? Okay. And I was an artist and a songwriter. I just like to sing yeah, my songs. Yeah. 
And so they go, oh, okay, well, we'll hook you up with a producer. And, uh, okay. and we'll hook you up with an agent. And we'll hook you up with all these people. And I would try to tell them that my cousin is a producer. He produced Shooter Jennings. Music Row don't care about Shooter Jennings. No. And, uh, and no one wanted to hear it. I, I remember specifically uh, this guy, I won't say his name, but was telling him, my cousin, you know, Dave, man, he produces, he produced Jamie Johnson. He produced yeah. some of his tracks, and and he told me straight up, he was like, your cousin didn't produce Jamie Johnson. Like, you can look <laughs> at it, man. It's on the back of the record. Yeah, you know, he, he, he didn't produce the whole record, but he produced three tracks on that lonesome song, you know, yeah. and uh, nobody would hear it. And, uh, this is the full-on true story about the way this whole thing went down. I won't use any names, but not that it matters. But the real breaking point is I did this EP in 2012. I couldn't get, and I felt I felt like I had to do whatever they wanted me to do because they were the ones that had the money to to invest in me recording anything. Yeah, I just didn't know that I could just I just didn't have the money to make a recording. We make this EP. My EP is being mixed down the road. Dave has moved to Nashville at this time. He has uh, this artist come in. He wants me to write with this artist. And then we get well, we write like three songs, and he wants me to come by and sing on this artist's record. And so I go by to his studio at the time, not RCA, but it was right when he moved to town. This is in like 2012, 2011. And, uh, and I go to sing. I sing, and it was just like, oh, man, it felt so good and freeing to mm-hmm. be because Dave produces – like no one else, man. He yeah. produces like real music should be produced. Yeah. And it was awesome. And I leave there. I leave Dave's studio and I go down the road to where, to this other studio where my EP is being mixed by these other people. And it is so stale and it is so just no soul at all. And I walk in and they're mixing this, my EP and I get pissed off. And, uh, I just guess it's not the way I want it to sound. I hate to be an asshole. I hate to be a diva right now, but this sucks. This is not the way I want it to sound. I walk out, and these are people I've been working with for a while. You know, yeah. for like a couple of years, I've been writing for this company. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, anyway, and so it puts a whole stop to that EP coming out, and everybody, and we don't really know where I'm sitting with my publishing company at the time, and. Uh, a few months go by, about six months go by, and I finally, I'm like, I guess, you know, the EP is already recorded. They've already put in that money that I'm going to have to pay back eventually out of my publishing. So I guess I should try to patch this up and put this EP out. And so I sit down with the guy and uh, who, you know, we'd gotten close over the years. He just was not a producer. He wanted to be a producer. And I sit down with him and... uh we have breakfast one morning to try to patch things up. This is before Dave breaks. This is before anybody knows who Dave is. This is before he does Isbell's record. Okay. And uh, he hasn't done Sturgill. He had not done okay. Sturgill. He was okay. working on the Sturgill record, okay. the first one, High Top Mountain. Yeah. Right at this time. Yeah. This is right when that came out. Okay. And uh, so he's not blown up yet. And so we sit down, and the first thing this guy says to me is, uh. Man, before we before we get into it this morning, I just want to say, uh, I don't want you to mention your fucking cousin's name again. And uh, 
that shit bothered me so bad, man. Yeah. But I didn't know what to do, really. What I should have done is cut him, maybe. I don't know. But uh, but I stood up, and I sat back down, and I just I just was submissive to to that yeah. beast. I don't know why, but I, I couldn't help it. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting deep. Yeah. But uh, it was uh, it was so nice to finally, you know, I went through that. I toured for four or five years on that EP, trying to make that happen with all the wrong people. No, and it sounded, no, it didn't it was, sound right. Yeah, it was fine, but it was just not quite right. Yeah. And uh, so then I left the road when I had my daughter, and I didn't tour for about a year and a half, and that's when Dave called about doing Southern Family. And, of course, of course. So by the, this point, right. everyone knows who Dave is in town. That's the first thing you did with him? That track on it. Okay, Down Home. The first thing yeah, since yeah. the 06, yeah. Amazing. And anyway, that's, that's the whole story. That's amazing. It's a wild... And then he makes this record with you, which sounds incredible. We get in the studio, because that was the first time, other than the time during the EP thing, and uh, we're just... And it was finally... I was not under anybody, and we could finally make a record together, and uh, it was great. And now we can... Let's hear a track off it. Let's finish that. I mean, it's been great. Thanks so what much for think, coming in today. Man, thank you. Um, I mean, I don't know. Sean and Rain Day is nice. I mean, that's, that's you understand all the nice. sweet. All right, it's quite a sweet way to end. But solving problems is great. I mean, all right, let's do. Great. Let's do whatever. Shout on Rainy Shine, Day. I mean, it's a nice way to end, isn't it? Yeah. So, thanks so much wrote, for coming today. I wrote this song with Luke. I mean, Andrew Combs. First, oh, nice. First song that's we great. ever wrote together. We have him in stock. You know, I, so I love Andrew more than groceries. <laughs> and uh, we wrote this together. It's the first song we ever wrote together. Oh, it's perfect then. It's good. So you can buy this record, all the others available here, and the Andrew Combs record. And it's, it's been great. Thanks for coming in today, man. Thanks for it's having me. It's been great. Thanks. It's Cheers. hot in this room. It's really hot. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Cheers. I've loved strangers, dodged deals and dangers. Searching for my own little peace From the countryside to the slick city streets I've missed my hometown Been high and low down Learned every which way of the game How some things do and some don't change And it's sad to say I'm still Crazy over you Your love gets me through When I'm stuck in life's crazy glue and Ain't it funny how a little thunder Make a man start to wonder Should he swim or just go Ain't it funny how you learn to pray When your blue skies turn gray When there's nothing left to say Shine on rainy day told me, he said, boy, you sound so lonely, all those cheating, leaving, done me wrongs, that 
ever heard of a happy song Then did I set down my glass Smiled and let the moment pass it Tabs on me if you think I'm lying But laughing ain't a pleasure till you know about crying Ain't it funny how a little thunder Make a man start to wonder Should he swim or just go Trade Radio. Slow Dive by Slow Dive. Available in store and online at roughtrade.com. Just a 